Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby. Here we are. It's another week, another podcast, and things seem to be getting better in the world as it relates to COVID. We've got obviously other kinds of other issues going on, but uh, not as much COVID stuff happening as it relates to my world. How about your world up there in the north part of Texas? Things are opening back up. We've been able to uh, get back out to restaurants, um, so that part's been really nice. And uh, yeah, kids are at camp both participating and working at camp. So, uh, yeah, things are getting back to a little bit normal. Yeah, lots of press on what's happening and how many new cases and blah, blah, blah. But I I just, I don't know what to believe, man. It would be nice if there was some source where you could actually trust everything you're hearing. But I don't think we're ever going to get there. But one place you can trust what you're hearing is on the Tech Sales Show. There you go. This week. Bring it back around. That's right. This week we have a listener's choice. Uh, comes from a coaching interaction that I've been having lately and actually a few of them that uh, the same problem has persisted and we thought we would both give you a episode and a tool to help you keep track of all this for yourself and that is your social media presence. This week we are talking about everything as it relates to social media and what you look like online to the public, to recruiters, to your manager Uh, and it's quite shocking for people to see what they have Um, Brian, I know both of us have gone through evolutions with social media and different platforms. You're, you were mostly a Twitter guy for the years that I was a Facebook guy. What, what do you, what do you think about over the last, I'll say five years pre London, London and back as it relates to what you do and how you do it on social media, just a high level. We got a lot to talk about today, but what's your high level perception of your social media presence? Uh, of my own personal social media presence is um, I don't really have much to say. Twitter for me is a follow. In fact, I have zero followers. And if someone follows me on Twitter, I'll block them because I'm to me, Twitter is a consumption, kind of a news consumption or cycling consumption platform. And for me, Facebook is seeing my friends and family and that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I would rarely post something on Facebook. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong with posting something on Facebook. It's just I don't, uh, I don't have time to engage like that. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, and I've heard more and more over the last year of people just like giving up, right? Like uh, I can't get anything I want from these feeds. Right? They're they're all being mm-hmm. so um, censored and filtered, right? Like I, I really, I've seen so much lately on what's being filtered. I'm not sure what to believe. Um, from a standpoint of, am I even seeing what I really want to see on some of these these feeds? Um, and then I think the the big piece of what we're going to talk about today, right, is understanding some of the risks. Uh, we're going to talk through some worst case examples and some other things. But let's get started, and I'll share some of the thoughts and things that I've had. I think for me personally, it's Facebook's kind of a timeline of my my past with my kids and it it was I don't know why I saw it that way eight or so years ago when I really got started using it but man I love waking up and looking at my memories from today in Facebook right it's almost like it's my personal wall and I haven't I haven't shared much in the last two years that wasn't quote-unquote business related as it relates to the to my LinkedIn my tech sales profile my 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 what I think of as a business side of it 
I use it just for that, right? I've never, I've never liked or reshared anything that was personal, um, anything that was political, anything that was top of mind news story wise, like things that are going on right now. And that's not because I don't care. It's not because I don't believe one way or the other, but I don't think that that's business related. I don't think that that defines me as a tech seller or a tech sales leader. And I don't see why I have to participate. And there's almost like a a tug on that, right? The, the, the mask shaming that's going on right now, there's a little bit of other public shaming that's going on. If you're not talking about these subject public publicly and picking a side and debating and arguing, then you're not doing the right thing. I just don't believe you have to do that from a business standpoint or personal standpoint, have your beliefs and stick to those beliefs. But, uh, LinkedIn, those sorts of things, all 100% business. And then there is this social side to the flight school that I have to be and want to be involved mm-hmm. in. And I need those channels and you need those in your other businesses, Brian, to, to get people to be aware of the good work we're doing, to be aware of the fun they can have by doing these things and the money they might be able to save by using me uh, as a flight school over, over others. So there's a constant stream of, of publishing that goes on from a business standpoint, both Tech Sales Lab, Tech Sales Show, um, United Flight Systems and, and all things that I do businessly LinkedIn. So you need to separate those two, and we'll talk about that as really our first topic today. But let's talk about some scary stories, some things that I've seen, um, and you be thinking about some as as I talk about mine. But I, I'll say eight to ten years ago, maybe even longer, I was looking for a business leader to join a company that I was working with. And there was a thing called MySpace, blew it. They were worth millions of dollars, and they, they never made it. But they, they were kind of the predecessor to Facebook. And, Indeed. Um, big company, big, big company. And uh, you could have a wall and kind of have a profile. And this gentleman that was looking to join the team had a MySpace account. I didn't have one at the time. And his profile picture was him shooting the bird. And it didn't go very far. We didn't have, I did end up talking to them, but I just couldn't get over the fact that that was his public image at the time. What would your thoughts be, Brian, if you were going to hire a highly paid tech seller or business leader to join one of your other ventures and you saw a Facebook profile with them shooting the bird? Yeah, whether it's shooting the bird, whether it's um, extreme political affiliation, any any like aggressive stance one way or the other like you it, it's such a the tech sales profession is such a um you have to build consensus you have to uh adapt to business leaders you have to run in, engagements with a really balanced head and somebody that couldn't keep their balance long enough not to shoot the bird on their social media platform is somebody that probably couldn't run an evaluation very well. And maybe we're overgeneralizing with that, right? But, but to me, it's a leading indicator of, of how they, um, of how they can keep their cool or not keep their cool and, uh, you know, keep, keep some things private uh, because they're going to be encountering people in that job as a tech sales leader or tech sales seller that they have, different beliefs then and are they going to be able to keep it together when they're working with that person if they can't keep it together just on their own personal page yeah no doubt i think it just speaks to maybe a little bit of character uh and again it's it's almost impossible to to not judge that activity or that stance um and again we just we just think it's it's human nature to feel that way so if a customer were to see that how would the customer feel uh get 
it, it's not about which side of any line you're on or where you sit religiously, publicly, politically, whatever. But let's just assume that the first person you engage with is a customer is a customer and they happen to be a minister outside of that. I mean, that's not going to work. That person's not yeah. going to want to engage with you. And it doesn't matter if you are religious or not, but that's just going to be hard for them to overcome. The other example that I have is I had an employee um, and I was, you know, I don't know if you, you friend your manager or not friend your manager. That's a debate that we could have for end of time. But we were friends for a long time before I became their manager. And when I became their manager, we were still friends. And I got an expense report uh, of entertaining customers at a Astros game. And the customer was declared and called out. And the people that they took were declared and called out. And that same day, I saw a bunch of pictures on Facebook of them and their kids. The receipt had a meal and two Happy Meals on it. And then it had a little bit of swag that were was purchased for those customers. And I saw said swag wow. on kids' heads on Facebook. Um, there's a lot of moral character that goes wrong with me on that one. <laughs> and it was a very difficult conversation. Because um, wow. there's, there's all kinds of opportunities for that not to have been the case, right? What I was seeing could have not been reality. Um, and given the opportunity, we ended up solving and taking care of that situation. But, man... How does Facebook come back and hurt hurt and haunt you in, in a situation like that? Um, you got to be careful. And then, I mean, obviously don't do stupid stuff and steal from your company. But if you're going to do that, don't put it on Facebook. Uh, and maybe your manager would be able to see that as well. It's just, it's whether it's you taking the shot and posting it on Facebook or someone you know taking a picture of something and posting it on Facebook and tagging you so that people that you know or work with or in your secondary network at work, um, it's just too risky, uh, or it can be too risky if you if you care about it. It's funny, Bobby, because we do to contrast this. We we both listen to uh, Adam Carolla and his podcast. It's a it's a great show that we've talked about before, and he talks about the fact that he has his own pirate ship, and so that he can kind of do whatever the heck he wants. And while there is something compelling to that, the, the reality is, if for those that depend on a company for their income. Uh, these are things that are, have got to be top of mind for you. Uh, right. If you don't have your own pirate ship, you know, it, it, these are things that matter. Yeah. If you're generating almost a million dollars a week, uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry what others think of you and what your public presence looks like. And you can literally say whatever you want to say, as long as it doesn't truly blackball you from everybody that's paying you that million dollars. Um, the last example I'll give is I, I, I think there's a contingent of people that live behind their, their social media and they believe that it's safe and protected and they don't care. They think they're Adam Carolla and they're big, bold, brazen people online and they post to private groups yes. and they say things they, that are really controversial and they they bully a little bit and they're always the ones also talking about not bullying, but they are all bullies. And in the grand scheme of things, they don't think they're ever going to get in trouble. And I, I saw recently, six months ago, where someone did that and then someone screenshotted that and shared it publicly on some public sites. And this is all, if you live in a subdivision, you've probably got a subdivision page and a subdivision private page. And he kind of got outed on the public page and it was, he probably didn't care. But at the same time, I wouldn't do business with his business now. And that sucks for him. And so I just think you got to be careful. You might think you're, in whatever you do and type, 
you got to believe someone's going to see it and then it's going to be public one day. Um, and you got to, you got to be smart about it. I mean, that's the simple point. And furthermore, Bobby, and maybe we shouldn't even go here, but have you ever been convinced from a Facebook argument, one direction or the other? Oh, I've changed. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, I've bought clothes, and uh, I've never done anything that I, because of a Facebook post. Of course not. I, like, at what, what I've been tempted to click a upside? link and go to a website, <laughs> but because of a sponsored right. ad, but that was very targeted, and they got me. But and, and I have, by the way, like I'm a I'm a a P one of cricket clothing out of Austin for sure, and that is because of a target Facebook ad. And it's great clothes, by the way. They're not they're not a sponsor, but we would accept their sponsorship. <laughs> but yes, never. Would I ever be convinced of an argument on Facebook? So what's the upside? What are we talking about here? Yep. Uh, I, I just think it's egos, no doubt. And maybe yeah. anybody that's got this problem, you should go read Ryan Holiday's book, The Ego is the Enemy, or The Ego is the Way, and his book. Ego is the Enemy. Yeah, there you go. So uh, let's jump in this week. Uh, we got three topics today that we want you all to think about, and this will all be in our in our, in our our social media presence checklist to make sure you're, you're – world is clean from people seeing what you don't want them to see and we'll provide some other uh, sites that'll help you do that as well but three parts today separate personal from business we've already talked a little bit about that we'll talk a little bit more Uh, clean up your accounts we'll talk about the actual how-tos and steps and provide you a tool to make sure you go check your privacy settings go find any posts that are bad and clean those up and then let's make your business profiles really rock and make sure you're doing the right things on those business profiles to both garner your customer relationships, your partner relationships, and then show how intelligent and good your solution, how intelligent you are and how good your solutions are for your customers. So we'll jump right in. So separate personal from business. Um, there was a trend shortly after I left Microsoft, and I don't know how it happened, but it seemed like all my cronies, all my friends and people that were around me had both a personal Facebook's page and then they had a Facebook page that was kind of their Microsoft alias. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And that, that was neat because they, what they got to do was they got to have uh, a family and friends site, which, you know, you could participate in. But then you got to have like this other business site, the other business profile, which probably instead of a family pick had a business pick, you could share, you know, what Microsoft and other businesses were posting on those social media channels. And then every time that someone wanted to friend you, they could friend your, you know, a customer wants to friend you. That's really awkward, really weird, because you don't want to share all yeah. your family stuff with them. So if, if you have to do that, that's one suggestion. But I, I, I'm the guy who I have a social media platform that is my so family social, and then I've got my business social. Um, they're not. It's not Bobby Doss private and Bobby Doss public, meaning business wise. It's just Bobby Doss private and then Bobby Doss business. It's it is just my business profiles. Um, but if you feel like you have to have both, then I would create two separate accounts and friends and family go to this personal one, and then business goes to the business account. What have you seen that have has been, I guess, thoughtful or proactive as it relates to separating personal and business from the social media worlds? Well, first of all, I didn't even know that was a thing. So that's really interesting. I mean, I, I certainly probably knew and saw business personas that you could follow, but I just I didn't even didn't even consider that they'd have two separate accounts. It makes complete sense, though. Um, I think what I've seen the most and uh, in, in what I do, and I know we'll get into further here, is that it's just very locked down Facebook. And that's what I have mine set to is it's um, like, you know, I have to be I have to prove anything that goes in my timeline. Um 
you know, I don't, pictures are kept to a minimum that are listed in there. Like just a very, uh, manicured is maybe not even the right word because I don't, I just don't allow things to get onto it. If that makes sense. Yep. And that's what we'll talk about in a minute when we clean up your accounts yep. is require approvals. You can do that to where I, I couldn't catch Brian at a function, maybe a little tipsy on a video or a, a picture of him and then tag him in it and then him not have to approve that right before it got public um, and, and on his wall for sure, which would be where all his friends would see it. Uh, and then he could actually un- remove himself if someone did post it uh, another way, uh, fr- remove himself from it from a tag perspective. So uh, separate business from professional. And then, you know, you have to you have to be smart, right? Like I recently got asked to be be connected with someone, a customer at the flight school. And it's kind of almost hard to not say yeah. no. Um, this customer spends a lot of money with the flight school. And they wanted to be connected. So I did connect via Facebook with them. Um, and then almost immediately, and, and I keep my personal preferences alone, I got tagged in a number of religious posts that I may or may not believe in, but it didn't feel comfortable, right? And yeah. I was one of 50 people getting added as tagged. And that what that person was doing was just, you know, getting it to show up on more people's walls, apparently. Yeah. But I was not approving them to go on my wall. Um, and I think at that point, you're kind of you're kind of hosed. Right. You know, you once you once you're friend, then you're even more compelled to stay connected. But I think you can unconnect. Right. It's my you can delete email people. I know a lot of people that don't, but you can delete email and you can delete your friends on Facebook. Um, so uh, I, I've done a lot of that cleaning up in the last six months or so. But. What happened then was I got asked to connect businessly, and then the same thing happened on LinkedIn. I got tagged, uh, and I've kind of just disconnected all those. So you really got to remove yourself from those posts, uh, no matter what your affiliation is and, and what you believe in. You, you you probably don't want that stuff to linger out there because you never know how far on the other side of that spectrum a potential a potential customer or a potential manager might be. And it's a pain, but you could also do groups as well. So like you can set up to where certain posts that you do will only show up for certain family groups if that's what you yep. want to do. So if that's your concern of like, hey, I want, I use this for family pictures and friends pictures. Great. There are ways to kind of configure it to where you can uh, only post to those kind of forms. And I guess the the last thing here is, you know, from a standpoint of the business side on LinkedIn, it's been a growing problem, I think, for LinkedIn that people have used their wall yes. or feed on LinkedIn to be more like a Facebook feed. I would say if anyone posts or a comment to your feed this or one of your posts that says this ain't Facebook, you probably really need to challenge yourself on what you are posting. Um, and then even from that perspective, like how much content are you creating and sharing versus just reliking and posting? Uh, and if you're reliking and posting it, have you really read the article and know what it says? Too often I've also seen people that post something almost like clickbait that sounds like it's a good business story and, and has the context that they want it to have, but they don't read the article. And as they get as, as others that see them post that, read that article, they like, are you sure you believe in this? And, and then the, the comments in the thread get, get out of whack because they just posted based on the headline and the headline wasn't a true character of what was inside the body of that story. So be careful if you're sharing like that. Indeed. Yeah. And you see more and more of this on LinkedIn and 
um, yeah, it's messy. Like, and it, I, I think to on the flip side of that, there are a number of tools. I'm sure everyone's been a part of this to where your company can gain access of your LinkedIn page and they can auto post through your account, uh, media and press and stuff that your company wants to get out as well. And I think, so I think there's op that, I think it's on the other end of the spectrum of like, man, is this just a pure utility? And, and do you think that's interesting either, right? If it's just pure pushing out what the company is sending to, I think there's a, there's certainly a happy, uh, medium ground. Yeah. I would definitely repost what I wanted to post and not let them have that access. So separate personal from business. Next, let's talk about cleaning up your accounts. I think the biggest thing that you can do is go use some of the tools that all these social media providers, and they'll be in the checklist, and that's a seeing your profile from a way that someone else sees your profile. At the most basic form, you could open up just about any browser today, launch their privacy view or their privacy tabs, and what that does is it takes all your cookies away and you go to your look for you online without being logged in and see what people see. Most of these pages have a link that you can look at directly. I don't know that I trust that in every scenario, but I'm sure that it is what it is and it shows it just like it would look to a brand new person trying to find you and just ask someone that maybe doesn't have your political beliefs or your, your, your stance what do they think, right? Um, I often am coaching customers. I am talking to, uh, to, to students, and then I meet customers, and I, I look, and if they're too far on either side, I am I'm political in my own way, and it doesn't matter to anyone listening what I believe in. But if you're too far right, left, or anything else, I'm going to be cautious, right? Um, yep. We could talk about all the characters in play right now, if you were, if you had a picture of them in your profile picture of any way or their campaign slogan, I would probably be concerned. Brian, what are your thoughts there? Same again. Doesn't matter what side you're on. It if if you can't contain that again, if you got your own pirate ship and you don't care and this and that, great. But if your aim is to uh, again to to excel and to move up, um, these things will hinder you 100% of the time. Uh, you you will see the most seasoned. Until, until an executive gets to the top of the company, uh, even the most seasoned executives will not share their political affiliation So it, it's because they know it's risky for them. Yep. It will certainly be risky for you. And I have a few friends that are big executives in big, big companies, companies that you would all know the names of, and there are big-time social media rules for them and what they can and yes. can't do. And if they have those rules, think about why those rules would be in place from a, from a corporate America. I mean, they lose – their, their, their stock awards and things like that, if they respond or post to anything, you might want to hold yourself to that same level of accountability no matter what role you're in today, for sure. Yeah, it's a cancel culture right now. Again, it does not matter what side you're on. It's a cancel culture right now. And and all it takes is something that uh, was seemingly innocuous to, on, your, on your beliefs that um, is screenshotted and shared or just shared. And um, all of a sudden, you're in a bit of a hot mess. Well, we've seen a lot of public figures, both celebrities and professional athletes of the, of the sort, that yep. really speak their mind and think they're saying what's good and great for all, and they get the backlash that is just, I mean, sponsors cut them, and it just it's a snowball they can't stop once that stuff becomes public. So clean up your accounts. Make sure they don't have 
any of this far side of anything on it as it relates to what the public can see, what you do privately or if you have that pirate ship is your business. But we're trying to give you some some tips and tricks here. The the other thing we talked a little bit about was requiring approvals for things to show up on your wall. Don't let anything just get there. Um, don't let friends of friends be able to see things, right? Make it just your friends that can see things. Um, do take some steps to make sure you're doing the right thing as it relates to the security on your account. I had a funny one, Bobby. I, my Spotify account at one point was linked to my Facebook login. You know, you can share your, your Facebook can act as a credential to other access. I had no idea that my playlists were being shared as activity on my Facebook wall. And so my mother-in-law was, um, she had, she was like, well, I had, I've never heard of this artist before. And I was like, whoa, you know, because some of the stuff you just, I listen to while I'm working out or whatever, you know, it's not. Brian, Brian's family found out he's a Lizzo fan. He loves Lizzo. Right, right, right. <laughs> just joking. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of them. And, and, you know, if that was a, a business partner who might have some pain and, and suffering over what's going on in the, in the media today. And that, that band had a statement to say it could hurt you. It really could hurt you. Um, yeah. The next thing I would talk about is really just Google in general. Most people don't use Google Plus, and most of us may or may not have a Google Plus account. But if you do, I think you should just Google yourself in general. Forget Google Plus. Like, Google yourself and see what's out there. Um, and if there is affiliations with anything from your past that you need to clean up, there are ways to get rid of that stuff. Some of them aren't cheap. But make sure you Google yourself and your real name, your pseudonyms, you know, for me, it would be Robert Dawson, Bobby Dawson, make sure I saw what the public saw. Uh, if you do that, there is a, there is a homegrown dirt track mo- uh, car racer in Kentucky that has a lot of videos and stuff. That is not me, the Bobby Doss, uh, <laughs> but uh, there are some other Bobby Dosses out there. So um, you just want to see what that looks like uh, so that the, you understand what the world sees if they do quote unquote Google you. Uh, lots of tips and tricks will they'll be in the checklist to clean up your accounts, but it's mostly privacy settings and making sure that you don't have anything too far out of whack as it relates to what may frustrate or piss somebody off. And to that, we'll move to the third part, and that's really making your business profiles rock solid. Um, there should be that separation, but like, what does that business profile picture need to look like, Brian? Should it be your high school graduation photo with 10 of your friends in it? What? What are some tips, some basic tips for that business profile picture? I, I, so it's 100% worth, especially if you're in the point of your career to where you're putting yourself out there on the market, right? Like, and you're looking for that next job or looking to move up in your own company. It, it's worth getting a, a professional headshot done and, and listing a professional headshot, not the headshot, Bobby, to where... Uh, like I said before, where you, you've got your arm wrapped around somebody and you crop them out of the picture uh, where it's got a really dark background. It's the best picture you could find or whatever. Or drinks in your hand at a party. Or drinks, yeah. Or at a business function or whatever that might be. I mean, a, a professional headshot nowadays probably costs anywhere from 25 to 50 bucks. You probably get multiple pictures. There's got to be a photographer in your area, subdivision, or close by. Worst case, get dressed up, get in front of a, a neutral wall, have somebody that has an iPhone take a picture of you with the the filter mode on or something and post that picture. And I may be a little bit of a hypocrite here, Bobby, because I do have a on my on my LinkedIn page. I do have a picture of me and my family up there, and I'm you know I'm proud. Of, it's a professional shot, so it's not a uh, unprofessional, but it's not just me of a headshot. But 
to me that speaks more to it speaks more to me than than anything else. I don't really necessarily care on this perspective. Well, and I think that does speak to you. So a, a, yep. a professional family shot is okay. It's the yep. it's the it's the shot of maybe in the you know the headline photo, the banner photo of a of a wedding being done. I mean that that's more Facebook than it is LinkedIn. Right. And you know if if family is that important, which I know it is to you and anyone else out there, then that's I think that's okay. But it's a professional shot. Uh, right, it's right. not. It's not you guys doing a, a three-legged race at a picnic somewhere, right? Um, I think often too. I see too many things that are misspelled. You know, Grammarly has a free account that you can log into and use to make sure that your your bio and the stories you're telling about the roles you had are spell checked and that there's no issues there. Your accomplishments need to be up to date. They need to be important things. Um, beer pong champion is probably not something that I would put in my LinkedIn profile. Um, but I would put that I am a pilot, I'm a professional pilot and those things that just shows people that I have finished things that I've started, those sorts of things. Brian, what do you think about that kind of stuff? Totally agree. I think I love to see, I, as a hiring manager, like we search for this kind of stuff. I'm sure that's not a surprise to most people, but when I do see well-rounded people, when I see athletes, when I see, you know, like I said, uh, pilots, uh, I love that. Like that just speaks to their ability to be able to multitask and to be able to, like you said, to finish things. Uh, they've got a curious mind. Uh, those kinds of things are big. I don't want to just see worked for a software company so-and-so for 20 years, and that's the only thing they're doing. Like, I want to see curiosity. Yeah, one jump, example that jumps to my head because it was recently discussed would, would be someone who participates in karate or jiu-jitsu yeah. or whatever. And if they've been in that for 20 years and they have a white belt – that kind of tells you something about them, right? Like they they don't they don't go all in, they don't finish things, they don't progress, right? I mean, that's probably how their their career might be. Uh, but at the same time, if they have been in in karate or practicing taekwondo for three years and they're a purple belt or a black belt, that kind of tells you, man, they're they're going to finish things, they're going to get things done. Uh, so if you have anything like that that isn't business related, then I think that does fit in your business profile. It's just you got to be careful on, on, on some of the non-business related things, some of the things that might not show your good character. Agreed. And then I think too often we, we, we talked a little bit about it. We talk about sharing content. We, I see people from all these big tech companies just posting, just liking what their, their company shares or sharing it and saying, this is important stuff. Well, it's not necessarily important stuff to everybody. But I do think writing a short brief, writing an article, posting a good picture – you, you creating some content for customers and partners is important, and if you do good stuff, it'll be much more valuable. And think about people sharing the stuff you write and how cool that would be. Um, it's not too hard to do. It's not impossible, and I think everybody can do it. Bobby, to your point, there's a great uh, author. He's, he's actually a sales guy. With the, 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 I think the fourth, one of the, the first hires at Workday, actually, been at the company for 15 years. And he had, does a perfect example of of uh, posting original content on LinkedIn. And it's kind of got a slight personal twist to it, but a business twist as well. It's a great example of creating original content that's compelling and interesting. Um, and uh, I don't know, just it, it's a lot of value in it. Yep. Then everybody should be doing that stuff. So for that, let's wrap it up. You need to separate personal from business. You need to clean up your accounts. You need to lock down the privacy and you need to make sure your business profile rocks. 
Go to thetechcellshow.com. Check out our tools page. We're going to have a new social media presence toolkit out there where you can make sure you follow our checklist and clean up your social media. I found a great site uh, that's been advertised. There's a free version of it and there's a paid for version. It is scrubber.social. So S C R U B B E R dot social. Uh, it'll kind of scan all your profiles and make sure they're clean. Uh, if you want to see all the details and stuff, you can see all the details, but that will cost you money. Uh, I got a big A plus uh, for my profiles. So, as always, don't be average. Average is the enemy. Average sucks, people. Thanks for listening to the Texel Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.